Hey everybody, I hope you're doing well. I am back. I'm back in Virginia. Um, for those who don't know, I quit my job in October in Charlottesville at the hospital I was working at and I decided to become a travel social worker which is similar to a travel nurse. Um, I take short-term assignments at other hospitals and yeah. So I had been in Everett, Washington in the upper left of the country and I just got back. So today is Monday. I got back last Monday. So I've been back for one week and I am so happy. I'm so happy to be back. I think I'm still trying to process my experience out in Washington. Um, I think I'm really resilient for being out there so far away. I did a lot of things unconsciously that didn't make my experience super great. Um, but it was a good first try. I think the first time you do anything is probably a little rough. So I'm really, really proud of myself. And it was worth it, but it did come at a price. I was living about like 30, 40 minutes outside Seattle in a smaller city called Everett. And I was supposed to be doing behavioral health assessments in the emergency room. That's the job description that I agreed to, signed a contract for, etc. And I got there and that was not what I was assigned to do. I was put on a medicine telemetry floor, which is just kind of like an acute care floor of a hospital. So not an ICU, not a step down unit, but an acute care. So like, um, not critically ill people in that sense. Um, but I was doing discharge planning, which I'd never done and which is not really what I was interested in doing and I had kind of waited for a job that wasn't discharge planning and so I was kind of confused but there was nothing that could be done about it they didn't have my job description that I'd been given it wasn't under the social work department so I rolled with the punches and after about three or four weeks, I was placed at a different hospital, like a sister campus, and was in the NICU, so the Neonatal Intensive Care Unit and Labor and Delivery. And that was, you know, not my contract, not something I agreed to, but my recruiter wasn't very helpful and she wasn't very good at like advocating for me. So my housing was farther away from that hospital. I could still technically walk, but it took me about 40 minutes every morning and every night walking home. And it was really challenging being in labor and delivery in NICU. It was really, really, really emotionally challenging. It's not something I have much experience with. And where I was living in Everett is a really... Um, 
there's a high population of substance users, so like a lot of methamphetamines, heroin, um, kind of everything. And obviously, as we all know, that's not something that you should be using while you're pregnant, but a lot of people do, just because that's kind of how addiction works. And um, it was really challenging for me emotionally having to work with moms who were struggling with substance use and weren't able to parent their own kids right now. And I don't know how CPS, Child Protective Services workers do it. It is an incredibly challenging job. I don't, my job isn't even, wasn't even as tough as their role. Um, but as a reported or a mandated reporter, I'm legally obligated to report like concern for risk in the safety of children. So part of my role was determining whether it, children were suitable, um, or sorry, if they were safe to go home and if there was like a risk to them in going home with their parents. And, um, the way it kind of works is we make a CPS report and they choose, CPS chooses whether or not they accept the case and then investigate it. That's called validating the case. So, um, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. They really, really, really try. And I know a lot of people have their opinions about CPS, which are totally valid, but in recent years, the culture shift seems to be that they're trying to keep children within the family system a lot more, whether that's with grandparents or aunts, uncles, cousins, grandparents. So typically that's what happened, but we would work with foster parents who would come into the NICU and like feed the baby and take care of the baby and get the baby ready to go home. Um, but there were some really challenging cases and I you know, it's not their fault. I know it's, there's a lot going on in their lives, but I really kind of took a lot of abuse from a lot of parents and it was just really challenging and it was challenging to be so far away from home, three time zones away. And it was really dark there. Like there's not a lot of sunlight. And I know people joke about it like being rainy and dreary, but it wasn't so much the rainy, but I would go to work and it would be dark, and I would get home, and it would be dark, and being in a hospital, there's just, like, not a lot of light, so that was pretty challenging. I also didn't have a car out there, so getting around and doing anything fun or anything at all, really, like, I would walk to the gym about a mile, just, like, I will never take for granted having a car again, like, it's such a privilege, and if you have a car, I would kind of challenge yourself to think about, like, what you do in a day and imagine doing that walking or like how you would get around getting those things done without having a car. So that was a huge privilege check and I am really so grateful for cars and access to them after being without one for 13 weeks. Um, so that's kind of where I've been, what I've been up to and it was really, really challenging. And I think I am still kind of processing 
or need to process kind of my experience out there, but I think I'm just so ready to move past it because it was so challenging. And I was just so low energy. I mean, I was probably definitely depressed. Um, and the job was stressful. There was a lot of uncertainty with the job about, um, like for example, there were about 12 shifts. So I worked four days a week, 12 shifts, so three weeks kind of like in a row where I worked by myself and there should have been at least one other social worker there, but because it was around the holidays with time off and things like that, I had been at the job at the NICU and labor and delivery for about a week. And then I was expected to, like, know all of this stuff. And there are a lot of, like, nuances and legal things and paperwork and complicated situations. And I had no one to ask. There was no one who knew. Um, even, like, the upper leadership at the hospital, like, clinical nurse specialists and things like that did not know. So it made it really challenging and very stressful and I was very anxious that I was going to have situations that I wouldn't know how to handle and I would have no one to ask and um there were times when I wasn't sure and thankfully I'll, there's some things that have to get done in the hospital and then there are things that can wait and um even though I should have probably known the answers to a lot of things but I didn't. I just can't know if no one teaches me. And there's so many nuances. If you've ever had a baby, you know there's a lot of paperwork you have to fill out. And acknowledgement of parentage, denial of parentage. All kinds of paperwork. Certification of birth. Birth certificate order form. So, I learned a lot. A lot of things I didn't even want to learn or thought that I needed to learn. And I learned a lot about substance use and medication-assisted treatment and resources available to moms, new moms. Um, and I got to see a lot of really precious little babies. So that's kind of, like I said, what I've been up to. And then I was back in Virginia for a week. I came back on Monday or Tuesday and then... I have been living in a house in Charlottesville that I, in my absence, subleased. So I had to move everything out, um, put it all in storage, or get rid of it. And so that's like literally what I did my whole week off was do that. Just trips back and forth. Um, and... Yeah, I'm excited. I'm kind of at this, like, crux of kind of seeing what's next, like, long-term and big picture. And today, I start a new contract um, in Virginia, which is very exciting. About two hours away from Charlottesville. So, I am heading there now. I'm very excited. I will be doing discharge planning. Um, so we will see. I think I'm a little just traumatized is definitely too extreme of a word, but kind of stressed out about how my experience in Washington was. Um, 
And the good news is here I'll be working four days a week. And it should, it, what was agreed upon was it's set to be Tuesday through Friday every week. So that is the plan. And yeah. I am picking this up a few days later and have been back in Virginia for two weeks now. I have one week down on my new travel job and I just feel so thankful to be through the season in Washington. Um, I've been back in Charlottesville for a few days. I had ended up having a long weekend just the way that my schedule was arranged and just feel like I'm in this like still kind of this transitional season and I'm realizing things that are like important to me about a job and a lifestyle and a career and um, kind of have some potentially interesting things coming up and some changes that I'm looking forward to and yeah, I'm just realizing a lot about a job and I think for right now a job is something that pays my bills and I am so far enjoying I've one week down at this new hospital and I am enjoying it. It's a you know, a bit of a learning curve when you get two days worth of training and I haven't done some things before that I'm doing at this hospital, certain assessments and things, so there is a bit of a learning curve with that, um, but I am feeling so thankful to be, like, back in Charlottesville, back in Virginia, and back in some of my, like, habits and routines, like, serving at the restaurant that I love, um, again, on the days that I'm able to, and, um, just kind of like settling back into what feels like home. Um, and I have just been in a really big transition for probably about a year now. Um, the house that I moved into in Charlottesville, I never really lived there because I was doing this traveling stuff and just kind of like around. Um, so I never really felt settled in and I'm just feeling happy to be back in Charlottesville and in some routines, but also acknowledging that this still is a transitional period for me and that I do value feeling settled, but also knowing that's not going to be able to be the reality for the next couple months as I am still traveling and doing what I can to make certain places feel settled. So just looking forward to what all of that can entail and navigating a season of prolonged transition and having the transitions look different. So I will be going back to my new hospital this afternoon and I'll have four shifts this week and I'll be back in Charlottesville. So lots of bouncing around and kind of what I like is that these are shorter kind of test runs like if I were to do something in like medical sales or something like that, that's a lot of travel. So it's kind of seeing if I like that. I like that it just kind of gives me the potential to see how different 
aspects of jobs, like what I like about them. Um, so we'll see. I, I feel like I was in survival mode kind of the entire time I was in Washington. I think, like I said earlier, like I had this expectation that I would be able to like do a lot of different things and have all this extra time and be able to do all this personal development and personal growth. And while I did do some things, like, I don't think I give myself enough credit. Like I was really consistent in the gym and like really enjoyed, um, like working out and I got a personal trainer and have really seen a lot of like development in that way. Um, I didn't see, I just didn't have the bandwidth to do a lot of things that I was hoping and thinking I would have the time to do because I was just so emotionally like drained. So I'm feeling a little bit more bandwidth being back near my support system and being back on the East Coast and having sunlight and support and no three-hour time changes. So I'm slowly building back up to, you know, what I felt like I was capable of being involved in and just really... I think one thing that I personally struggle with is I bite off a lot and then I'm kind of doing a lot of things at like 30% or just kind of like getting a lot of things done when I wonder if I were to like pump the brakes on something specifically, if that would give me more bandwidth to do different things well or like fewer things really well. So just kind of thinking about things like that and kind of seeing what I would want to prioritize and what would kind of be the most fruitful, like emotionally and from a logistics perspective. Um, So, and I think I'm often thinking about like motivation versus discipline and kind of what that looks like in different seasons. And I think I'm... I was disciplined in certain things like working out in Washington, but now I'm kind of trying to see what my new routines look like because every time you're somewhere new, your routines kind of look different. And with my work hours being different in Virginia as well, like I'm working 8 to 6.30 instead of 7 to 5.30 and that extra hour in the evening, I feel like kind of does make a big difference. So kind of seeing what just getting in my new routine and the balance of giving myself grace but also lovingly gently and kindly like holding myself accountable um and I think I've just it's just been a buildup of exhaustion over these past couple months and then just kind of getting back to whatever my baseline is it's just really interesting. It's it's like, how do we gracious and kind with ourselves, but also lovingly hold ourselves accountable, I think is an interesting perspective and something that I think is a moving target because every day is different. And it's like trusting myself that I know what I'm capable of and what I have the ability to do. And I think one thing that's been tough for me is I have been spending so much time on social media and I've been feeling a little like comparison that I don't want to feel. 
And then I feel like I'm comparing myself to people I don't know on social media. And then I'm like, oh, well, they're accomplishing all these things. And all I'm doing is watching them accomplish these things. So if I would just stop watching them, I could go accomplish my own things. And I feel like I'm wasting time watching other people do things. But I haven't felt like I've had the bandwidth to really go and accomplish my own things. So it's just really interesting. And it's something I'm trying to like be kind with myself about. But that's just kind of the reality is I have felt like I haven't really had the bandwidth. So I'm trying to slowly and graciously like not shame myself for spending time on social media, but just be aware and be like, okay, let me put my phone down, put it in another room if that's what I have to do and just kind of get done what I need to do. Um, So that's just kind of what I'm working through right now. And just really, I think sometimes in the past I've gotten to like extremes and I'm like, delete the apps, turn it off. But I'm just trying to be realistic and gracious with myself and like on a day off, really let myself have some downtime, whatever that looks like, let it be unstructured. But also I feel like on my days off, I have so much other stuff to do. Aside from like my 40 hours a week of work, there's just a lot of other things in my life that I have to do with like other jobs or other responsibilities. So trying to keep it all in balance and balancing the graciousness versus the accountability. And I feel like accountability can be like kind of such a harsh word sometimes. And I think right now for me, like the graciousness is kind of more important to being gracious with myself. Um, So allowing the space for that. And I hope that you will also be gracious with yourself because I think that's something where we could all use a little grace, especially with ourselves. I think it's interesting because I feel like something I hear people talk about a lot is like giving ourselves the grace we extend to others and like thinking of ourselves the way we think of others or talking to ourselves the way we talk to others. Like there are things we tell ourselves that we would never say to someone else or never speak to someone in the way that we speak to ourselves and it's so true it's just like we've got to be nicer to ourselves because we're the person that we have longest in this life and we should have such a good relationship with ourselves and it's all about balance and balance isn't always even but it's finding the flow state that works in this season and every season is different so it's constantly a learning curve of like this week is different than last week so what does this week need what do I need this week what are my balance like what's the priority for this week because not everything can be a priority but things still have to get done but it's like where am I putting my focus and my majority of my attention maybe next week the priorities are different and the flow is a little different so it's a lot of feeling like you got it figured out and then things changing and it's a lot of ebbing and flowing which I think is sometimes difficult for me with like the changing of expectations for myself so just trying to be very gracious I think is what I'm learning um But I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being patient with me and gracious as I kind of figure out 
what's next for the podcast and have some exciting things coming up. So thank you all so much. Love you. Bye.